Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. How many of you been hanging in this series? It's been good, right? I want you to talk about, tonight I want to talk about the authority of the Word of God, amen? I'm going to give you some scriptures on this stuff, okay? Because this is important because how many of you know Jesus, Jesus wants me and you to understand the authority of the Word of God, you know? And I want you to write this down, okay? So I'll give you some notes and i help you out. I want you to understand the source of your authority, the source of your authority. The source of your authority is found in the resurrection power of Christ, okay? The source of your authority is found in this. The resurrection and exalting of Jesus Christ by God. Okay? Does that make sense? It's important. And you kind of get in the book of Ephesians. You go to Ephesians 1.16. You know what I mean? Those Ephesian prayers. You're going to kind of see the, the place of authority being released. And once you see where authority is being released, man, life changes. Amen? I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, amen, and the revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance and saints. I'm trying to get you to see it. See it? You know, the 18th verse Paul's eyes, Paul prays that your eyes be enlightened, that you understand. Okay, now here's one of the things. You're not going to get this stuff based on natural intellect. You're going to have to get a revelation of it internally. That's why Ephesians is so important. He's telling you to basically pray that God would reveal the revelation of authority to you in your prayer time. Or basically through your prayer time to manifest in your spiritual realm. Does that make, you see it? Like he's saying, I pray, we call them the, we call them the Ephesian prayers, Paul's prayers, basically to get you and me enlightened so we understand. And he, you see how he did there? Look, can you go back to the beginning of 18, let them see. What's he say? My prayer for you is what? That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I want you to get illumination. I basically want you to turn the light on so you don't, you're not going to get this with your intellect. He's wanting your spiritual eyes to open up so you get a spiritual revelation of what authority has been given to you through what Jesus Christ has done for you. So there's a, we call it, you know, Brother Hagin used to call them spirit-anointed prayers. And what he was saying was when you pray them, there's an anointing of the Spirit of God on those prayers to help you get revelation. Okay? Why do you need revelation? Because your natural intellect is probably never going to be able to grasp what God is saying supernaturally through these prayers of understanding your authority biblically based on the spiritual operation of what God did in Christ Jesus when he rose him from the dead. The miracle of resurrection power. Now, I'm going to tell you right here and now, it is the greatest miracle that ever took place on the face of the earth. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is the most powerful force that's ever hit the earth. 
So why is that so important for me and you? That same resurrection power that was in Christ is in you today. And there's a revelation of you understanding that Christ in me, amen, the hope of glory, is that same authority that was given to Jesus in the power of resurrection is the same authority that's been given to me and you. And we have it in two places. And I'm going to say it like this. We see it in the understanding of basically two things. The word of God. You know what I mean? The word of God. Okay? Because authority is in the word. Okay? And the other place is in the name of Jesus and all the benefits of the name of Jesus. Which is the resurrection power of Jesus. Does that make sense? So you got it in two places. Let's just break it down in two places tonight. It's easy. You can find authority. Place. But authority came because you, you, you got the name of Jesus and you got the word of God. Okay? Now you operate in all these functions underneath there. But if you get a revelation of the word, you know what you got? You got power. You know, because the, the Bible said this, Jesus was the word and the word became flesh and the word dwelt among us. He was walking word. The more, I'm telling you, the closer you get to the Word of God. Man, I'll tell you what. If you go home and you say, man, the rest of my life lines up with the Word, I'll tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you what you got to do. This is true. You go home as a husband and wife, you could change your whole life. Go home as a husband and wife, sit at the table, go, look, here's the deal. We're, we're just going to be Word people, man. Go home. You single. Go home. You single. I'm a Word person. But if you go home and you're, you're married, you go home, you get Jeremiah, you go, hey, listen, honey, here's the deal. I love you, you love me. This Bible's true. I don't care if you believe it, don't believe it, want to believe it. You ain't got no opinion, and I ain't got no opinion. This book is true. You know what I'm saying? We were laughing at the house one day. <laughs> Sometimes if somebody gets complaining at the house, you know. And it was funny to one day, I was like, well, I'll agree with you with that. You know? How I many you know that ain't good? You know, you have a little hissy fit, you have a little baby fit. Like, no more. You know what I mean? I'm like, praise God, I'll believe with you for that. My faith agrees with your faith that that comes to pass. You know what I mean? How many know that ain't good? You don't want that, right? So that means you got you clean up your mouth real quick when you become word people. You clean up your emotions real quick when you become a word person. But if you could try, and I understand we all got moments, but you go home and you go, listen, man, the word of God is the word of God, and we ain't deviating from the word of God. We ain't going to fuss in the house. No more strife. Strife's blocking your blessing, man. Let strife in your house because you want to let, don't you let no strife in that house. Strife-free life. We ain't getting an argument about this stupid stuff. Pray and agree and believe God. Word of God's the final authority, right? You know? Right? So come on, you see what I'm saying? We got to make it the final authority. How do you make the word of God the final authority in life? Well, somebody's got to prioritize it. You got to lift it up. But if you go home and start trying to get better at being submitted to the Word of God, man, stuff will start changing. It'll change the way you think. I can't think like that no more. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm going to tell you something right here now. Please hear me. And don't, 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 don't hear me. The church has become a place where we incubate the weakness of man and then try to transcend it over into the body and tell everybody, live with it. That is nonsense, man. This is complete, utter stupidity is what it is. But you can't say it rough, and I'm, I'm talking to you. What do you mean, live with it? No, you need to resist it. The church should be teaching people to resist it, not embrace it, and go to some, some country club idea of it. 
Jesus Christ died to give you your mind back. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Listen to me, I understand. I'm compassionate towards people. If your head ain't wired right, he gave you the miracle power to wire it back right. Look, I'm not knocking nobody. Listen to me, I can help you, man. But you got to get in church. Church is giving people, you know, look, I, I understand people go through. Look, you don't think, man, you don't think the dude going through addiction in this building right now don't have it harder than the person not going through addiction? Give me a break. Sure he does. But if you get around him, you can help him. You don't think the person going through mental problems right now doesn't need help? Sure he does. But there's a, that, that book is a problem solver. This word of God's the problem solver. Amen? You understand this? You put that word on it, man, it'll change it. You got to teach people to resist. We're in church walking around embracing it. Got a club for it for crying out loud. No, we ain't going to embrace this dove. We're going to fight against it. You see what I'm saying? We can help. We ain't the defeated church. We're the triumphant church. We're the triumphant church. Now, look, we're compassionate. We're compassionate. This is not non-compassion. This is, this is what we need. What do, we, what do you mean what we need? This is, this, is, this is more than just, man, compassion for somebody means you help them get up. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm, I'm being serious with you. Yeah, there's going to be areas. How many know where your weaknesses are? You're going to have to work a little harder. But there's a place to resist. We could teach you resist. He told you in 1 Peter what to do. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Resist the devil in one area. Every area. Every area. How do I learn to resist? But that, then, then why do you go to that church? Why do you go to that church, you know? You going to pray in tongues over there at that church? How long you stay in church over there? You, they ain't laughing when you start winning. Look, the devil ain't running me nowhere. He don't run me nowhere, no time, no minute, no day. He don't want me around. Well, we're all crazy though, right? He ain't pushing me around. He don't tell me what to do. He's scared of me. I'm not scared of him. Oh, you go to that church over there with all those people? Yeah. And we win. And we don't lose. Come on, man. You seeing this? Are you seeing this? Are you hearing me? Well, you're a little extreme. I'm extremely winning. You are too. Look, you should have been out of this game a long time ago. You made it. That stuff you hang on to, you ain't silly. You're the smartest people in the block. Come on. Stay in there, something strong. You strong. You should have never made it, but you made it. How'd you make it? I got that word. Amen. You ain't wasting no time. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you. Everybody thinks you're wasting time and spinning your wheels and doing all this personal until a problem shows up. And when the problem shows up, the problems don't make you run. You run at the problems because instead of running away from the battle, you start running to the battle because you want them tongue-talking, wild Pentecost. Uh, you one of them tongue-talkers. I'm a tongue-talking, blab it, grab it, shout it, scream it. You just mad because you don't have it, but I'm getting all of it. Amen. What's, come on. This is the DNA of what Jesus talked about. He ain't changing, amen? You got to stay in what you know works because what we know works, works all the time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he changeth not.
You ain't making no mistake paying the price. We get up for the 6 o'clock prayer group. Well, praise be to God. Some of you better get up for the 6 o'clock prayer group. You needed to make it today. I'm telling you, man. You're extreme. Look, I ain't. Yeah, I'm extremely winning. You see what I'm, you see what I'm saying tonight? Are you catching me? I put the word. They think you're crazy. Put the word of God first. Well, brother, you know, if you're going to put the word of God first, yeah, I'm going to put the word of God first. Well, you know, you should be open to other things. I ain't going to be open to nothing. I'm not open to nothing. If the Bible don't say it, I'm not down with it. And you want to be down with it? Don't try to get me to get down with it. You ain't down with it. I ain't down with it. I don't really care what you want. Well, you know, brother, brother, praise God. You know, things kind of change. No, they ain't changing the Bible. You see what I'm saying? And then sometimes, I know, you see, you guys got to talk to yourself sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, well, it's a little bit, you know. No, 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 no. You're making the right call. Put the word of God first place in your life. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the church, I don't know sometimes if they know what they believe. But you know what you believe. You're a believer. You see what I'm saying? They'll compromise stuff. Because when the pressure gets cranked up, you'll compromise. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay. God can work with you, you know. Yeah, God will work with what you don't know to do, but he gave you the power to overcome all of it. So when are you going to start living on the victory side? And stop living in the weakness of, I may keep making mistakes. Listen, I ain't got no problem with people making mistakes. Hear me. But he gave you grace and power to overcome the mistakes. When we working on fixing, getting strong, and not continue to live in the same repeat of the past, you got to get strong to do that. That's why you stay around stuff and go, okay, I can get a different, I can give you a new mental pattern. How are you going to do that? Get, get you to change what you think upon. I'm telling you, you better listen to me. This book will work. I mean, man, in the beginning, Pastor Chris, how do you know? Because I had to do it. You had to do what? You think everybody wakes up in this thing and all of a sudden overnight you just boom, get it? You got to put the work in, man. You know what I'm saying that? You know what that means? You got it. You don't think you don't think there's days I was scared? Hello? You don't think there's days I was scared out of my mind? Yeah. Well, what did you do? Stood there and figured I'd rather die with Jesus than cave into this mess. So you really did it? Yeah. You don't think there's days you had to stand there? Come on, man. I want I listen to Kenneth Hagin. You don't think Kenny. He said, my knees were knocking. Death was gripping me, man. Death was grabbing him. He said, he said, he said his heart stopped beating. <laughs> I didn't have it that bad. He said, his heart started beating. He said, the preacher said, I looked for a pulse. You didn't have one. You were dead, bro. <laughs> I had Brother Norval. I said, Brother Norval. He said, I didn't, know to, I didn't know what to do. What do you mean you didn't know what to do? He said, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I said, what'd you do? He said, I did it anyway. I mean, you didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was doing. Everybody. Ain't no big, ain't no big, you, what you're going through, everybody going through it somehow. Well, how'd they overcome? You wear it out. You resist it. And when it pushes against you, you resist it. And when you don't know what to do, yeah. And some of you, guess what? Some of you got to fight all the hell. Yes, you do. 
Welcome to the thing. And you know what? The person sitting next to you maybe don't have half the fight you got, but guess what? Get over it. If that's your fight, stand up and fight your fight. Stop worrying about what the dude down the block got to fight. The person around the corner got to fight. Don't look like you got to fight. I don't care what kind of hell's standing before you today. If you got to fight, fight with everything you got. Fight till you win. Fight till you got victory. Don't stop fighting till you win. I don't know why certain people got to go through. Ask Joseph. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why, and I don't really care. I really don't. Now, I'm not saying that insensitively. I don't care. If that's my fight, that's my fight. I get to heaven, ask Jesus a bunch of questions. You'll be there for eternity with him. You know what I mean? Why I got those crazy thoughts in my head? Everybody's got crazy thoughts in their head. Some of you more than others. Guess what you got to work on? Crazy thoughts in your head. Some of you got desires we don't even want to see inside your head. So one time, Uncle Nicky said something so good that one time. That joker made me laugh so hard. My Uncle Nick, one time we were hanging out, he said, if you could see in my head right now, he goes, my God, he said, you probably put me in prison. I said, you're probably right, bro. Remember that time we went to that game? He said, if you could split my head wide open and see in my mind right now, he said, you put me in prison for what I'm thinking. I said, I'm probably right. That's a great comment. That was good. Uncle Nick, we should quote him right there. That was great. I said, what did he say? I said, what you say? He said, if you could split my head open right now and see what I'm thinking right now, you'd put me in prison. I said, well, that's a good thought, bro. Ain't that true? Some of the stuff that goes on in your mind, y'all lie. You know, you lie in church. I don't understand you people. This place that, you know, so sometimes the stuff you're thinking, you ever think something, think, who in the world's in my head right now? This is not holy. <laughs> Come on. It's okay. We all got Y'all lie. We all got it. But guess what? You don't activate that. You don't act on that. You can't act on that negative stuff. But here's the thing. Don't take ownership of it because it's not yours. It's like a movie. Don't play into it. It's not you. That's why you got to teach people. Your thoughts are not you. You got to know that. Their picture's trying to get you to activate your actions. Every one of us should be on some kind of medication. Oh, man, I wish to God you people hear me in here. And you got the church over here going, well, you know, everything's just great. No, everything ain't great. You got to fight all the hell every day. One minute you want to be married, next week you don't want to be married. One minute you well, praise God for me. Oh, I want my little precious angel baby. Your precious angel baby, 25, wearing you out now. You wish you could send them back too late. Yeah, come on. Come on, right? You guys are fighting the fight of faith. You think this is easy? No, okay, good. This is why you need the word. Why are we doing a series on the word? We know the word. Yeah, you better live it now. You know it. Hey, praise God. You know it? Yay. Yay, beloved. Yay. Now you got to live it. Now you got to do it. Now you got to walk it out. Now, how, many, how long do I got to get You got to put it in your mouth. How many times I got to tell you, put the word of God in your mouth, do you start doing it? How many times I got to tell you, do you start doing it? I got to start. Why well, I got to speak? Because thoughts do not eradicate other thoughts. Words eradicate thoughts. Oh, uh, yeah, I got thoughts in my head. You be get words coming out your mouth. Oh, they'll stay there. You can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You got to fight thoughts with words. That means I got to confess the word of God. Yep. And guess what? Some of you got to confess the word of God till you get sane again. And I'm telling you, bro. Listen, man, I don't know your journey. I don't know and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's dealing with addiction and you're harder than somebody else. Somebody wake up every day and want to go use some dope and got to fight that thought every day of your life. 
Somebody in here does. I ain't asking you to raise your hand. That's your own battle. I don't know why, and I can't tell you. Maybe you yielded to it that one season of life, but you ain't got to yield no more because you're going to resist it. And guess what? If you keep resisting, you'll win. Nothing can overpower you. That's what the church needs to be teaching people. Nothing can overpower you if you learn to resist. Because as long as you don't surrender to it, it can't beat you because he already defeated it on the cross. You see it? You don't have to be subject to nothing but victory. Now you got to teach people this stuff. And you got to learn it and then you teach it. You learn it and you teach it. You tell your kids, you nothing got no power over you. You got power over everything because of resurrection power. Resurrection power. And then everybody's like, well, you know, Pastor Greg, you're going to do it. No, 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 no. It's fair for everybody. You got to do it though. Look at this, right? How you know this? You never understand authority with intellect. You got to get it by faith and you got to get it by revelation. Look at Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. We'll read seven verses. You guys understand where I'm coming from? We're sensitive, we're sensitive to people's needs, but we got to be teaching the church needs to be teaching resist. The devil's evil. He's evil, man. He's evil, bro. He's trying to torment people and do all this crap. He's a, he's a miserable jerk. I hope to God you get this. You're not fighting some invisible battle. This stuff's real, man. And you're going to win. You know how you win? You just resist. That's all you got to do. What do you mean resist? I mean resist. You can't yield to it. Don't yield to it. I can't take it no more. I'll give you a couple of scriptures when we go. Read two, okay? Now I'm going to show you what the Bible said. I'm going I'm to see this is what the church should be teaching. Teaching Reader's Digest. Should be teaching the Word of God for crying out loud. And he was like, I didn't do it. It's a problem. And then people go, well, you know, no, this, this is how you get out. And you have to quicken who are dead. We're dead. He made you alive. Don't think keeping you alive right now. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures, okay? Let me, Paul got an understanding of this, right? Let's read seven verses. Then we're going to go Galatians 2.20. Then I'm going to take you to 1 Peter chapter 5. Then I'm going to take you a couple places, all right? You need to see this stuff. Then we're going to go 1 Corinthians, okay? You're going to get all this stuff. Do what I tell you to do in this word. It works. I can get anybody out that listens. Anybody. Out of any, I can get anybody out of anything if they will pay attention and listen. Anything. How are you going to get them out? But they got to listen. And you listening. How's it going to do it? There's power in that word. You understand that? You got a more sure word of prophecy sitting on your lap. That's 2 Peter. Let's read these, okay? I got a bunch of scriptures for you, but you can take them and then you go home and you meditate on them. How many of you been doing 52-week challenge? How many put them scriptures in you? Put two in. I don't care. Put them in. 52-week challenge is this. You take one scripture a week, you write it on an index card every day, and you stay in it. That's my challenge. Okay? One scripture a week. Meditate on I say write it down every Monday. Write it down again on Tuesday. Write it down again on Wednesday. Write it down on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. By Sunday, that thing will be in you. Meditate on one scripture and pray in the Holy Ghost. You got to stay filled. And we'll get you filled with the Holy Ghost. If you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues. People don't pray in tongues enough. You got to pray in tongues. You got to pray in tongues every day. And here's the thing, man. If you, don't, you can't give me long periods of time of it, I don't even get frustrated with that. I need, I, I, I'm going to be straight with you. 
I think little moments of praying in the Spirit, you know, a couple times a day might just help you even more. Because sometimes you ain't got 20 minutes just to go tear it up. Give yourself five minutes in the car, but get disciplined about it. Give me five minutes, give me, give me three minutes a day five times. I'm happy. Keeping your spirit alive to God. You'll start interpreting what you're praying. You'll start knowing. You'll start knowing what you're praying about. I told you, remember I told you, going to your prayer, going to your prayer place with the picture of where you want to go, what you got? It works, man. If I start praying for you and keep you locked in my mind, I'll pick up stuff on you. Did you hear what I said? I'm serious. If I keep him in my head, if I could, if I could, see, the hardest thing is focus. Focus is the hardest thing in prayer because my focus wants to wane. But if I could keep him locked in and I start praying for him, I'll pick up stuff on him. Not bad stuff. Well, sometimes it's bad. Sorry, you better be good. Not, not, no, I'm just, that's a joke. Maybe not. But keep you scared when you're around me. No. Right. But no, but you got to keep your focus locked in. And when you pray in the spirit, see, people don't teach this stuff. Then you'll start picking stuff up. You'll start knowing. Understand? Or you'll catch, a, you catch, you'll track something. So when you're praying for somebody, what you do is you can keep them trapped in your focus. There ain't nothing wrong with it. I never heard this stuff. Nobody taught me this stuff. You got to go figure it out. But it works. You know how I figured it out? And then I heard uh, Dr. Murdoch said it. It's reverse worry. I knew how I did it. You know what it was? I went in this. I went in this place of this. I went in a place of prayer in the spirit. What worry on my mind? And I couldn't get off of it, even though I was praying. And I wasn't specifically looking for answers because nine out of ten times when you go looking for answers with prayer, it don't work. So I'm trying to track. I was trying to track the piece of it. Usually, don't get it. But what I did was I was praying in the spirit, and I had something just flipping in my head, and I started picking up stuff on it. You ever notice that? Not going looking, not going looking for answers. Sometimes that's too hard. Because sometimes you, you put that time pressure on God, and you don't really hear as clear. You know what I mean? So you're just really just trying to find peace just to get, keep yourself continually get to linger into the next moment because it's hard because you got pressure or you got to but something, I was keeping something meditated in my mind, and it wasn't bad. And I just kept praying. And all of a sudden, I started getting wisdom on it. And I said, oh, I got it. Because it was in my conscious, my spirit was helping me navigate it. See it? So I said, oh, okay, cool. And then I heard someone say, like I said, focus. Now, if I could keep it there, as I pray, I could process it. See it? That's life in the spirit, man. And you could you could go back and pick it up. So like you can go back. Like if you pray about something for a moment and leave it, because you only get so far, you can go back and pick it up. What do you mean pick it up? It stays in there. It stays in the place of prayer. Because you're still processing it. So you go pick it back up until you get to know the victory. And then when you got joy on the inside about it, you usually know you got it. You get the release. See what I'm saying? You got to go back. Now you go back. You go back. You pick it up with your intellect. You know what I'm saying? And then you go back. That's another story here and there. Read these seven. But you understand what I'm saying? You got to start navigating this stuff. So stay in the spirit. Why are we going to go anywhere anyway? I'm telling you right here and now. See, church ain't boring. 
Church is on the edge of awesomeness, but you got to go over. You'll start seeing and knowing. I'll start praying about stuff and pull stuff up and pray stuff and you get stuff in English, comes up out of your belly, you run with it, you know, all that stuff. Just give yourself over. What do you got to do anyway? Watch TV. TV's boring compared to this stuff. <clears throat> it really is. And what? And he has quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Let's just read seven verses. Where in time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, right? And the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We're doing good. Among whom also we had our conversation in time past, the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. I want to show you this. But God, who is rich in mercy, for when he greatly loved us, he loved us. And what? Even when we were dead in sins, made us alive. Quickened us together. Now, you ain't in you no more. You're in him. That is why you, listen to me, you are not you. You get this? See, if you teach people this, they're going to win. Well, if I'm quickened together, quicken us together with Christ. So I'm with Christ. Well, how am I with Christ? You in the body. So you can't be in you and him. So I'm in him, and he's in me. We ain't separated. Look, if you're breathing right now and you're a Christian, the only way you got life is in him. You understand you died and you were born again? You weren't born again back into you. You were born into him. You see it? You can't be here and be, man, I'll tell you right here. Now get this. You can't be here and breathing and be in the earth saved without being in him. Does that make sense? There ain't no other way of existence. Let me say it again. I'm going to say it you get it. You're getting it. If you're alive right now and you're a born again believer, you're either in God or the devil. You know what I'm saying? You've seen it? There ain't no other place. All those lost people are in the devil. They're, they, 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 they're doomed. We don't want that, but that's the way it is. You were born into death, but you chose resurrection, and the minute you got born again, you were born unto him, not unto yourself. So if you're a Christian and you live in right now, you breathe it, <gasps> you alive? You ain't alive in you. You're in him. You can't be born again without being in him. You are the body of who? What you mean you the body of Christ? You the body? So you're all the body. Oh, you're all the body of Christ. Well, ain't that something? So if you're the body of Christ, wait a minute. If you're the body of Christ, quicken us what? By grace you were saved. You see that? So we're together. Man, ain't no color in the kingdom neither, man. These people screwed up in the head. Ain't no gender in the kingdom. That's all these people got hate in their heart. You're, you're demonic. Nobody want to hear me talking here. It's the truth. We're in him. You and him? I'm in him. You and him? I'm in him. You and him? I'm in him. Are you in him? It's a spirit thing. We all got the same spirit. Man, these people goofy. They don't know better. Or they just dumb. I think they're dumb. Because it's simple to understand. You hear me? Pay attention. You getting this? You're alive in him. 
People arguing about the stupidest stuff in the world. They don't know no better. All right. I'm right. I just want to help you know I'm right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Smile every once in a while and say, you right. <laughs> I'm right. I ain't arguing. I can't argue with myself because I know I'm right. I'm in him. If you, you in him, then we all in him. You in him? Are you in him? I'm in him. You in him? We all in him. If I'm in him, I can't be in me. I don't want to be in me. I'm in him. <laughs> you see it? You, if we in it, we the body. You can't separate the body. We're one. Everybody try to separate denominationally, this way, that way. This is crazy. You in him? I'm in him. All right, praise be to God. Well, I got to know that. Because are you breathing right now? Then you can't be in you because you ain't no more you. You are not identified by yourself singly anymore the minute you become a Christian. You are identified in the body. That's how Jesus sees you, see yourself in the body. Well, praise be to God. Hallelujah, amen. I can't keep pushing these points. Your excitement is wearing me out. Look, six. I can tell you excitement, you don't understand it. You can't understand what I'm saying and not get excited about it. Because your soul has not agreed with me. See, soul agreement produces a, a, a force of almost a joyful expectation. But where you don't understand me, that's why I keep pushing it. When you don't understand me, there's no response. You know what I mean? That's how I know your soul got it. Because you're trying to catch it with your head. I'm going to show you in Galatians 2.20 in a minute. You're going to understand it. Paul, he talked like a crazy person. He sounds like he's nuts. No longer I live. What do you mean no longer? What you talking about? Are you smoking dope? No longer you will live, but the Christ will live in you. Now you live in the body. What are you talking about? You talk like an alien. Yeah, I'm a creature from another planet. He understood it. People that don't understand God don't talk right. They don't talk right. Natural people don't understand them. They talk weird. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't act weird, and don't start talking to people because people can't understand you. Well, I'm the head of nothing to help, but I'm not. Just, just tell them I'm having a great day. Just forget it. They can't understand you. You are from a different world with these people. They do not understand you. You can't go, man, you can't, George, you can't show up at work tomorrow and start talking with you. No. Can't do it. They'll look at you like, man, just leave him alone. Let him sit in the break room by himself, man. Can't do it, bro. you really a mess. You're a real mess. You work around all that blood all day. I'd be like, woo, nothing but the blood. Of Jesus. He can't, he can't even go to work right. You just be quiet. Don't say nothing over there. You're going to get shot. They say blood. You're like, I got the blood on me. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? You got blood on him. Oh, God, get the gloves. Sanitize him. <laughs> he worked for that. I can't even. I don't want to say it. But he worked for a company. He worked with blood. Just leave it alone. He's like, I got blood on me. I'm covered in the blood. They'll, go, they'll call hazmat. <laughs> don't tell them nothing about what I'm teaching you here. Just love them people. Can you imagine showing up at work? I'm covered in the blood. They'll call. Man, they'll call security where you work. <laughs> Hazmat will come out. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. What do you mean you're covered in the blood? I'm covered in the blood. He's contagious. <laughs> come on. You got to laugh. That's funny. Imagine that. Show up, start talking what you know. Oh, man. Raised up together, made us sit together. What were you saying? You reading this? Raised us up together. What's that mean? You got raised up from the dead together. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Now you're sitting in heavenly places in Christ. That's how Colossians 1.27. Christ in you, the hope of God. Heavenly places in Christ. See that? Now watch this. 
and raised us up together. So who raised us up from where? Death. So when he died, you died. I wasn't there. Yeah, I know. That's the miracle in it. But when you did die, that's the day you got born again, you went through the same process of resurrection because he did it for you. See it? So you came in and it was already done. But he did it. But you get the benefit of it. You start ever seeing yourself like this, you're going to be dangerous. How are you going to mess up here? I'm, you God walking in the earth. What in the world can you not overcome? Did this joker just say I'm God walking in the earth? Yes, I did, and I'm not taking it back because it's true. You're God in the earth. They're going to call you up and write a letter about you. I could care less. I ain't read none of that mail. I get it once in a while, too. I just got one not too long ago. I read it. I read a couple pieces of it and I threw it away. <laughs> if you'd like to respond. I'm not responding to nonsense. I don't respond to stupid. Yeah, I'm serious. And raises up. I'm dangerous because I know a little bit. And raises up together. Raises up from where? Oh, we got raised up in uh, Florida. Not anybody saying, man. Pay, get it. Raised from the dead. What you mean the dead? He went in the earth and died. You know why he went? Listen, you ain't never heard this day in your life. You know why he went in the earth and died? To connect with you in death. You better get that. I was quick. Went right over your head. Let me go saw. The only reason why he died was he had to find a place to connect with man. And the only place he could connect with man was in that place of death to produce resurrection in man's life. He had to find a place to connect. He was deity and royalty and supernaturality. He could not go nowhere else. So he had to kill himself basically to get equal to you. He gave up his life. What do you mean kill himself? Yeah, let him kill him. He didn't have to give up his life. He gave up his life. So you don't ever have to give your life up. You understand what I just said? You better pay attention to that. That's power in there. You ain't never got to give your life up. Never give your life up. You don't have to give your life up. He gave up his life, so you never got to give your life up. You understand what that meant? You understand what that means? You understand what I just said? You don't ever give your life up. He gave up his life, so you don't have to give your life up. No mental oppression can take it. He gave you life. Look. And see that in heavenly places in Christ. See that? Look at the next one. And then I'm going to go. That in ages coming, might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Look at Galatians 2.20. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. We got to go in a minute. No, we got time. Galatians 2.20. Look at this Galatians 2.20. This joker is out of his mind, Paul. Paul's gone. This cat is gone. I, can you imagine, don't try this stuff at work, man, because I don't need no more phone calls. I am crucified with Christ. This is what he said. He's publicly redressing this. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. I'd be like, bro, then bro, how are you standing here? <laughs> you get this, dude? I got to go over here. Those people over there ain't paying attention to me. He comes and goes, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. Then why, how are you standing here? Because Christ, because imagine that, bro, tell your neighbor this. I'm not really standing here right now in my own body, but God is alive in me right now standing before you. That is what he said. That is what he said. I'm going back to Peru. You people ain't funny enough. Are you reading this? This is what he's saying. He said, I'm standing here right now in the flesh, Breathing right now because God is literally alive in me because I'm dead. 
So it's like this. Pastor Chris is dead. That joker's gone. He's been dead for years. Nineteen ninety four, I went to his funeral. That joker died. And the only way I'm alive right now is God's in me. Now I kept my personality, but he put life in me. Zoe life of God. Personality was in your soul. You ain't catching me. Personality was in your soul. He made your spirit alive. That's why you are him in the earth. And now you just got a little difference of you because your personality is in your soul and your soul's getting renewed. This cat's in a different sphere, man. He like, and <laughs> then he's all, then he's ornery about it. Not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live in the flesh. This joker's really gone now. He's like, what do you mean in the flesh? Now he's like, yeah, not only am I dead and alive and God, now the life I live in the flesh is by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He's gone. His identity is found only in Christ. He don't even identify himself with Paul. He said, Paul's dead. Once you live in humanity, you still got to deal with the drama of humanity. Don't live it. Kill it. Annihilate it. Bury it. I'm not even alive no more. This cat's gone. How do you get there? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Now, don't you ever forget this scripture. Write it down. All you people going through temptation, this is the greatest scripture you can ever read. You read your Bible outside of here? Right? These are the, don't stop reading all this. I'm doing the one-year devotional, and I'm reading like, you know, 2 Samuel 10, and I, will you cut it out? And we are struggling every day. You read Leviticus. I told you that last week. Cut it out. I don't need to know nothing about no Leviticus until you start winning in your mind. I'm reading the one-year devotion. It's an NIV devotional. I love it. I'm in a group. We do it together. We're reading Deuteronomy. I, I, I don't understand a lot of it, but I'm, I'm in Deuteronomy. And after that, we're going to read, you know, Ecclesiastes. And you're over there fighting. You can't even make it to the, through the week because you're mentally strained out. Use the Google, man. Use the Google. I told him in Peru, I said, you got the Google? Yeah, I did. I said, you got the Google? They said, we got the Google. I said, Google, whatever you're struggling with, and get scriptures for it. Use the e-sword. We got problems. And you in the book of Second Chronicles, man. Cut it out. Live in the epistles. Read that on the weekends. Find your problem. Man, I can't even. My mental space is shot. Go in the Bible and say, I need some scriptures to save my mind. You will find them in the Google. Go there, get, a, get the book, open it up. Go to eSword for crying out loud. It's free for crying out loud. I told you how to do it. Go there, get the thing. It's all free. Put it here. Mine. Oh, there you go. Found 10 scriptures to help me with my mind. I'm so broke, I'm squeaking when I'm walking. I think I'm going to hurt somebody. You do not need to be reading First Chronicles right now. Cut it out. Is Pastor Chris really telling me stop reading my Bible? Yes. Yes. Because some of you wear me out. I'm doing a study on Nehemiah and his generational line genivity from, are you out of your mind? I'm doing a personal study on the life of Gideon, and then I'm going to go into the major prophets and minor prophets. I'm going to punch somebody. Okay? I want you to do this stuff. Please hear me. But if you are struggling today in an area or you need victory in an area, get the scriptures on the area you need transformation in and then do that on the weekend because these are the scriptures that are going to carry it in. Now, write down 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There is no such temptation as taken that it was such not yet common to man. Or let's say it like this. There hath been no temptation taken you. Okay. 
There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. That means everybody's going through the same stuff. But God is faithful and will not allow you to suffer and be tempted above what? You are able. But will with the temptation also may a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So with temptation, there's a way out. They're running side by side. Don't tell me you can't get out. All you got to do is yield. With the temptation, he's made a way of escape. He never puts you in a position you can't get out. Amen? You put yourself in positions you can't get out because you made stinking choices that you should have never made because he told you not to. But here's the thing. Even at that window, he still made a way of escape. Even at that last minute, he got an escape route. He can get you out of the middle of a mess as long as you yield the right way. So ain't nobody in this room not going through something. Come on, somebody. This is how you get out. That's 1 Peter chapter 5. Is that like one start like eight? Right? Be sober. Listen to this. Be sober. What's that mean? Don't be stinking drunk. That's what that means. What do drunk people do? Babble around like morons. Can't even stand up. Don't know where to. Stop being like that and you're thinking, man. You know what I'm saying? Be sober. What's that mean? Well, if you mean don't be sober, that means don't be drunk. What do drunk people do? Babble around, talk about nonsense. Right? Can't, can't, can't apprehend. I don't know you drink, but can't, can't. Go back to remember. Remember what it used to be like. You know what I'm saying? Can't. Go. <laughs> nah, come on. Laugh. Come on. Ha, 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 ha. Look at everybody in your row. Go. Ha, 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 ha. Right. Be sober means what? Wake up. Be vigilant. What's vigilant mean? Keep an eye out. It's coming. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So he's looking to pick somebody off. He's trying to come at somebody. He looked for great opportunity. He's sneaky. Well, you know, look at verse 9. Now, you got to get this now. Now, if you don't learn this stuff, you won't know how to fight. Whom resists steadfast in the... Now, that's your belief system. That's why we're going to do that faith seminar. We're going to do it in October. We're going to get it in. We're going to do that faith seminar. In. That's why you got to learn this stuff. you got to have a week. i got to have time to spend time with people. Because Sunday people, you know, like 20 minutes, they want to go home. You know... No, I'm saying, like, you know, you can't wear people out. If I want to go preach something for an hour, I got to have an atmosphere. I got people that want to stay. Don't come if you don't want to come. You wear me out if you come. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, ah, we got to go to this. No, don't come. Stay home. I don't want unbelief in the building. It hinders. I'm telling you right now. I told those jokers in even Peru. I said, look at your row, man. If there's stingy people in your row, move. I'm not giving my offer in a row of stingy people. You think I just play with this stuff? You think, like, I'm not telling you what I live? I'm not going to sit around people full of unbelief. It affects my receiving. There's so much stuff about God. Let me tell you something about the God. This, I've been hot on this. I've been really hot on this. I haven't talked about it, but I will. I am so hot on the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus again. The person of Jesus, he loves you all day long. But if you don't fulfill the principles, he can't do nothing for you. People know nothing about the two. They think the person of Jesus, he's just going to do everything. He's going to do nothing. He already did what he's going to do. He's done. Now you got to follow the principles. The principles of Jesus nobody wants to talk about. That's where the consequences are. Oh, you know why it didn't work out? You didn't follow the principles. That's why. But he's still, oh, he's the God of love. He's the God of love. He doesn't change. That's the person. The person doesn't change. You don't follow the principles, you don't get nothing to work. You'd be broke the rest of your life because you didn't work the principles. You'd be sick and die and go to heaven with the Jesus that loves you, but you didn't work the principles. Oh, come on, man. The church got to wake up. 
I'm not here to wake up the church. I'm waking you guys up. I don't know what we're going to do, but I can tell you what, some of you are going to go do it big. And I'm not going to shut up because I'm right. The principles of Jesus are the keys. The person's done. He did what he's going to do. Now you got to follow the principles. The principles are for you. If I follow those principles, I want to know them, man. You got to have a desire for wisdom. Okay, look right here. Now we really got to go. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the saint, there's that thing again. Don't that sound like 1 Corinthians 10? Come on, you see it? The same afflictions, what's afflictions? Pressures are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You see it? Same thing like 1 Corinthians 10, right? What's he saying? There's temptations. Everybody's got the same ones. Come on, right? Somebody might tempt tempted somewhere different than somebody else, but we all got them. The same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But resist steadfast in faith. Remember for Ephesians uh, 6, right? Lifting up your shield of faith. We don't have to go there. Quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's your beliefs. Well, look, look, you can look at 10 and then we'll go. Look, go to verse 10. 1 Corinthians 3, 5, 10. But the God of all grace, there you go. What's grace? Power to overcome. Power to overcome. Power, ability to overcome. Who hath called us unto eternal glory by Christ. After you, oh, this is the best one. This is the best. After you what? Suffer. That means you got to resist. See it? And after you what? Suffer a while, make you perfect. Now, who wants to, who likes suffering? Nobody does. But you, you suffer to resist against the sin. You suffer to resist against the pressure. You see it? You got to fight. You resist it. Suffer not like you're going to get beat up, but I'm digging in the ground. I'm pushing against this thing. I ain't budging. I'm not moving. What happens if you push through the suffering? He establishes you, he strengthens you, and he settles you. So if I don't get that resist, I'm not going to get established, strengthened, and settled. Take that shield of that faith. Take that shield of belief. You just want to see it again? Look at 1 Peter 5.10. Look at the beginning of it. But the God of all grace, he said, what did he say in verse 9? He said, resist. Look at verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. You seeing it? You see it? Resist steadfast in the faith. So I got my beliefs, my word. Knowing the same affliction. Everybody going through stuff. Don't worry about why you're going through it. You're everybody going through it. Whom resist steadfast in the, what's my faith? My beliefs. What do you believe? Find that word. Find that word. Authority's in the word. Look at verse 10. Here we go. You ready for 10? But the God of all grace. Woo! Now grace is good. Remember Paul showed up and said, man, I got an angel from Satan buffeting me. Make it go away, God. He said, no, nah, you ain't going to go away. He said, I prayed three times, let it go. He said, no, nah, I ain't going. He said, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. You know what he said? I'm going to give you grace. Grace is, the, God, grace is God's ability in you, allowing you to do what you cannot do by yourself. Amen. Now, it's an empowerment factor. It ain't no weakness. It's empowerment, strength. That's what he said. He said, well, God didn't answer his prayer. He said, no, I'll make you bigger than the problem. I ain't making all your problems go away because if I don't make your problems go away, I can't strengthen you, settle you, and perfect you on the other side. You'll never grow. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. Now leave right, yeah, go back to the first part. You're doing great, Angie. Right. But the God of all grace, see that? Grace. The God of all grace who has called us by his eternal glory back after you've what? Let's see what King, let's see what Amplify says. Let's just see it for a minute. Five and ten. I like this, right? After that, you suffered for a little while. The God of all grace who imparts his blessing and faith. Go back a little further. Go to nine. Let's see what nine says. Got a funny, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that looks good. Resist him. Be firm 
in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters. Everybody going through something throughout the world. You don't suffer alone. Everybody's got a battle. That's the mystery of the devil. He tries to make you feel isolated. You're the only one things like this. You're the only one. You don't. Nah, we're all going through something, man. Just people don't talk about it. Okay? It's okay. You don't need to talk about it. Ten, you know already everybody going through something. Nobody lives in a perfect world. After you suffer for a little while, the God of all grace gives you blessings and favor. I like that. Now, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm waiting for this tail end. I want to see this. Who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ will himself, everybody say, complete, confirm, strengthen, establish you, making you what you ought to be. Woo! Come on, somebody. I'm going through, but I'm coming out the other side stronger. Amen? Amen? You going to my, maybe I got to go through a little, some big deal. Go through it. But here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Resist. You resist. You got to resist in the arena of your mind. You got to resist. And here's the thing. Check it. If it ain't God, get rid of it. Look, I'm going to say something. You ain't going to like it. You, you ain't got no right to no opinion. I don't understand the church. You were bought with a price. You need to be quiet. You a slave. I got news for you. I'm a slave to Christ. Paul even said it. He said, I'm a slave unto Christ Jesus. I was bought. I was purchased. He ransomed me. Christianity talk about this. Oh, you know, you get to do what you want to do. That's nonsense. I've been, I'm owned by God. I'm property. You know, you military guys, you know what I'm talking about? Any of you military? Raise your military. Man, the minute, I had a buddy. I had a buddy. The guy went in. He said, man, he goes, you don't belong to you. I said, what do you mean you don't belong to you? You belong to property. Where'd you go? Army? Navy? Where? Air Force. He's a property Air Force. The minute he signed that piece of paper, he, I said, he said, I couldn't, he, they can't even do nothing to themselves. They are property United States Air Force. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.